are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, Arizona State Sun Devils fans. It is a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, and today me and Connor are coming at you looking at the current AP poll rankings and trashing on Clemson a little bit, but mainly looking at where Arizona State ended up in terms of votes for the most recent AP poll and how they can continue to climb in those rankings. Then we're going to take a look at the Pac-12 standings. Where does Arizona State's offense rank and where does Arizona State's defense rank among the other 11 Pac-12 teams. Keep it locked right here on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. And we're back! This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I am one of your hosts, Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good friend, Connor Drios. Make sure to follow both of us on Twitter, myself at RichieBrads36, Connor at Cdrios, and also while you're on Twitter, go ahead and give a follow to the podcast page at LO underscore Sun Devils. Remember that we put out the best Sun Devils content Monday through Friday for the best coverage of football, basketball, and a little bit of everything in between. Before we get started today, Connor, how the heck are you? I'm doing Okay. Still early in the week, but I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm already looking at this UCLA game, trying to think of every which way we can win. We'll see how it goes. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about that throughout the week, but it's going to be a tough week. Yeah, for what it's worth, the last time that an unranked Arizona State team went to Pasadena to face a ranked UCLA team, this was the number seven UCLA football team, number seven in the whole nation, and they lost to Arizona State thanks to Kalen Bellage and a potent Sun Devils rushing attack. That is 100% cause and effect. Well, 100%. I mean, Balazs Barrage was a sight to behold. I love, just real quick tangent, I love how the media looks back at Kalen Balazs' draft profile and everyone will say, oh, his one big game against Texas Tech was all anyone needed to make him draftable. Uh, No, he was a really, really good athlete. Everyone forgets that he was returning kicks and punts as a freshman for Arizona State, and he was always a bowling ball. Dude had a nose for the end zone. It wasn't just one game. Adam Gase is still holding him back, even on the Pittsburgh roster. Absolutely. Free my man, Kalen. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. The point is, this isn't totally impossible for Arizona State, but outlook is bleak. But we're not here to talk about UCLA today. Today, we're here to talk about the most recent AP poll, And then we're going to take a look at Arizona State's offensive and defensive rankings within the Pac-12 as a whole. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with the AP poll. Connor, break it down for us. Where does Arizona State sit right now in terms of votes? So you have the top 25 teams in the nation. And you scroll through that list. And you look for ASU. And you don't see it. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then you look for the others receiving votes after that. And then you have to drop all the way down to 34 to see ASU at 23. 
which is about where they were the previous week, and then coming off a 35-10 to 10 win against a team you should have beaten by about 25 points. They're still kind of sitting right about where they're at. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not necessarily too mad they didn't move up a time. We, we can sit here tooth and nail about how they need to be ranked like right around 25. They need to be getting that recognition. But to be honest, I, I would always rather fly under the radar and then come in and beat that ranked team, in this case, a UCLA. No, totally. So don't get me wrong. Like, I absolutely love being the underdog and not having national recognition and being that team that everyone sleeps on. And then when you get to prove all the doubters wrong, it feels that much sweeter. But when it comes to the AP poll, that's where I start to get personally offended. And that's that's a me problem. But I don't like how we didn't budge after a convincing win against Colorado and putting us in first place in the Pac-12 South. And I just, it it really rubbed me the wrong way that we, we didn't move up. And initially, what me and Connor were going to do, we were going to do what we did last week, and we were going to look at the teams that were ranked ahead of Arizona State and pick which ones we would take to win in a neutral site. We thought about doing it this week, and initially I was like, yeah, we're going to do it for all the teams in front of us. And then I sat down and looked, and I was like, actually, the only team I like us favored against is Clemson. I mean, I, I'm not sure how you can't put Trevor Lawrence and, and the Clemson Tigers inside the top 25. Sir, uh, Trevor Lawrence is gone. Oh, and they're 2-2? Two and two? Well, then how are they still ranked? As long as they got Dabo Sweeney and DJ L Lele. You like how I put emphasis on the L? Because they catch L's? Because Clemson's not winning football games right now? Sir, people are here for football content, not our lack of humor. I... I am so funny. They they call me the mushroom because I'm a pretty fun guy. <laughs> well, don't quit your day job. But with that being said, it's it's a little tough seeing Clemson up there. Looking at everybody else uh, ahead of Arizona State, it's really not that big a deal. So you had talked before about how you were personally offended that ASU wasn't ranked in the top 25. Of course. I, I like to take a step back, and while I would love to see them ranked it just is what it is, right? The powers that be, the amount of people that are voting on this poll, they control that, right? And if they can't see that ASU could potentially be a top 25 team, it's not like they're not getting votes. They still got top 25 votes. They got two at 19. Then they also got four at 24 and one for a 25th place vote. So they are getting some recognition. But at the end of the day, you, you just got to go win football games. And there's arguably not a bigger game than this week against UCLA to put yourself back on the map. 100%. So I, I totally understand that. That's me just being a biased and emotional fan. I wish that we would get that top 25 recognition. But like I said, outside of a 2-2 two and two Clemson team, the rest of the teams ahead of us, pretty deserving. Texas, Maryland, San Diego State, Boston College, SMU, Kentucky, Iowa State, and LSU. In that order. And for what it's worth, you only... So Kentucky all the way down to ASU. Kentucky has 26 votes. Iowa State is 25 LSU is 24, and Arizona State, 23. So, I mean, you're you're sitting right there in a pack, right? And, and with one statement win in Pasadena, you're going to shoot up against a lot of these other teams. And especially if a couple of them lose, I mean, you're right You're right there. Yeah, and for what it's worth, just, just for the sake of me wanting to say this, I would take us ahead of those three teams that only had one, two, and three more votes. So I would take Arizona State over Kentucky. I would definitely take Arizona State over Iowa State. And I... Pretty positive I would take Arizona State over LSU, all of these being in neutral sites. Outside of that, SMU would be a shootout. Boston College is really good. 
I don't like the idea of playing San Diego State. I know you're kind of whatever about it. They're a basketball school. They're also a pretty solid football Are they going to shoot three-pointers against us? There's a good chance. Do you remember who Rashad Penny is? The terrific first-round pick who was taken ahead of Nick Chubb, Rashad Penny? I was thinking of the guy who absolutely carved up Arizona State a few years ago. Well, he can come back and play us now. Nah, that's okay. I don't think that's how that works. But anyways. Well, if Chase Lucas can do it, then Rashad Penny probably can. But, and then Maryland and Texas should probably be in the top 25. Maryland for sure, but that's neither here nor there. As I mentioned before, arguably the biggest game for ASU, at least for the rest of the season, a win in Pasadena against UCLA, a ranked team, one of the only two Pac-12 ranked teams at the moment. That has to be essentially a must-win game. If you want to compete, especially for the Pac-12 title, we can talk about USC or Utah, who have gotten off to pretty rocky starts and may not be the team that we thought they were in the preseason. UCLA still looks like the real deal, man. So if ASU can go in and knock them off, that is going to be huge, especially getting back when we talk about the AP poll rankings next week. Yeah, and it's going to be huge for a plethora of reasons. First of all, it'll be big for your AP poll ranking. I know UCLA is only 20, but a win over UCLA gets you higher up. A convincing win will shoot you into the top 25. And a loss, no matter what, should drop UCLA out of the top 25. But it's also going to be even more so important for your Pac-12 South chances. You beat UCLA, you basically punch your ticket to win the South. You control your destiny at that point. I mean, you really really do. It's not that Utah is a for-sure win or a USC is a for-sure win. Every team in the Pac-12, I mean, short of Oregon, you can really poke holes in what's going on with their team. But at that point... Uh, again, if you can beat UCLA, you can win the Pac-12 South. Absolutely. So let me let me backtrack my comment. When I said punch your ticket, I, I meant what you said. You control your own destiny in that sense. So the Pac-12 South is completely open. Right now, it's UCLA's to lose, and they have a chance to lose it this Saturday. Herm Edwards was quoted saying that you can't really think too far ahead. And I think specifically he was saying that this isn't necessarily the biggest game of the year because season started for the most part last week right, in terms of your Pac-12 play starting. He is very much taking it a week-by-week kind of outlook, which, I mean, that is coach speak in itself, but, I mean, it's still really true, right? If you beat UCLA but you lose to a lesser team down the road, I mean, it's really going to bite you in the butt. So you've got to take care of business as far as what's in front of you, and, I mean, it gets hot out of the gate with the UCLA. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's our job as media and fans to tell you what's going to be your biggest game. It's the coach's job and the player's job tell you that each week is the most important game of the season. So with that being said, that's going to kind of wrap up what we have to talk about for the AP poll rankings. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the offensive rankings for all the Pac-12 South teams, Pac-12 entirely, excuse me, and see where Arizona State ranks. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about price picks yet? If not, let me tell you, Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you're going to love it too. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. When you make your deposit, use the promo code Locked On and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players and use an over-under for their projections and can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. 
Price Picks allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron James combined with the under for Patrick Mahomes in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, or go to your App Store and download the app today. PricePix, daily fantasy made easy. Hey, Cinnable fans. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wind or often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions of, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the other person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Connor, it's about time that we sit down take a look at the Pac-12 rankings. First, we're going to look at the offensive category. Right in front of us, we got total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, and most importantly, points per game. Well, that depends on who you ask, because generally in football, the number one offense in the league is generally yards per game. But we don't agree with that, do we? No, it's points per game, because yards don't win me football games. I, I mean, unless you're Colorado, in which yards and points aren't going to win you any games. But we're, we're not going to dunk on Colorado too much, but it's not our fault that Colorado has 498 fewer yards than U of A and is averaging 3.2 less points per game than the winless U of A Wildcats who lost to Northern Arizona University at home. Colorado, you should feel bad about yourself. But we're not here to bash on other teams. We're here to talk about the Sun Devils. But just remember that we absolutely dunked on you guys. Anyways, Connor, where, where are the Sun Devils ranking right now? In terms of points per game, generally you feel like points are a more important stat in terms of ranking offenses. Granted, you have to take everything into context. We only have a four-game sample size. It's better than one, but we're we're getting far enough into the season where we can start to see some of this play out a little bit. So points per game, UCLA leads the entire Pac-12 at 39. Uh, Oregon is just behind them at 38.8. Oregon State is at 38.3. And then there's a bit of a drop-off. You have an almost six-point drop-off to ASU, who is averaging 32.5 points per game, tied with the USC Trojans. Yeah, so first of all, props to Oregon State. They have been dominating on offense. For what it's worth, they have the number one yards per game offense in the Pac-12, and they're easily the most balanced offense. They're averaging 247.5 yards through the air and a flat 226 on the ground. Oregon State's getting it done both ways, and that only makes me more nervous for later in the year when Arizona State has to go up there and play them. But that's, uh, again, that's the thing. If we start to talk about this in another four weeks, once we get some more games under our belt, this stat sheet might look totally different. I mean, Colorado and Arizona aren't going to be able to come out of, uh, of the bottom of this. But you might start to see uh, maybe the top four to six teams really start to shuffle a little bit once they've played a little bit of tougher competition. 
Yeah, definitely. And I'm pretty happy with where Arizona ranks among the rest of the teams, averaging 437.8 points per game, 32.5 points per game, and a very balanced attack, which is kind of weird because as good as they are running the ball, they somehow have more passing yards, which definitely surprised me. Arizona State averaging 227.8 passing yards per game and 210 flat rushing yards per game. So it doesn't feel like it's that balanced of an attack, but numbers don't lie. I mean, your your yards per attempt should always be higher if you're passing the ball, right? So I, I think the reason it doesn't feel so balanced is because the amount of plays they're calling rushing versus passing opportunities. So if Jaden's, and, and I don't have the numbers in front of me at the moment, but if his pass attempts are roughly, you know, 27, 28 per game this season, but they're calling closer to 40-ish rushing attempts, I'm sure that's why it's given that perception. But ASU overall is fourth from the bottom in terms of passing yards uh, total. So they are only in front of Oregon, Utah, and Colorado, which not not a huge surprise with Jaden. Um, we have seen flashes of his arm, but it's just it's not the way the offense runs. The, this team is built to run first and with a, a power run game and a strong defense, and they're going to control the clock and try to take the ball away from you. So Jaden will pass from time to time, uh, but it's not too surprising that they are, are closer to the bottom in terms of Pac-12 passing yards. Yeah, and for what it's worth, Jaden has 95 pass attempts on the year, so he's averaging just shy of 25 attempts per game, and he's got a very solid 8.5 yards per attempt. Sure, so now we're looking at efficiency as well. It's not it's not about just the total numbers. An example, if USC at the very top is throwing twice as many pass attempts as Jaden, well, no wonder they have more passing yards. I'm not saying that they are, but it's not just about the total yards. you got to look at the efficiency of it as well. Yeah, so at the end of the day, it's a fairly balanced attack. You have to be happy with that. So while we definitely would like to see the passing numbers increase, at least in terms of efficiency, like we talked about this on Monday, we only have two passing touchdowns from Jaden Daniels this year, and both of them came against UNLV. Ricky Pearsall also has two passing touchdowns this year. Yes, he does. What does that tell you? That tells you something. It It, it is something, all right. But where the passing game is not giving us enough in the points category. The rushing game certainly is. And Arizona State is the number two team in the Pac-12 when it comes to rushing yards per game, only behind Oregon State. Not uh, Again, not, not enough of a surprise. If we were to guess where they ranked before looking at the overall stats of the Pac-12, we would have put ASU passing towards the bottom and their rushing attack towards the top. Um, I don't think I realized how, how dominant Oregon State has been on offense. So if we would have been leading the entire conference in rushing yards, that would not have surprised me. When you throw in Jaden Daniels' legs as well, I mean, you're just, you have all that opportunity to be able to tack on some extra yards on the ground. Yeah, definitely. And for what it's worth, Arizona State being ranked ahead, Oregon and UCLA should speak volumes about how good of a run game they have. I mean, we all know this. you got three running backs plus a mobile quarterback, but Oregon's got C.J. Verdell who's one of the top running backs in the Pac-12, if not the top running back in the Pac-12. And UCLA has that guy, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who I don't know if you know, but he's basically what we want Jaden Daniels to be. Yeah, I see him in my nightmares at night right now. So, Well, the good news is you're going to have to see him in real life on Saturday. Wonderful. But that's about everything that we have to look at here. Arizona State is a very solid offense in the Pac-12 when we compare the numbers. Like I said, they are number three in terms of total yards per game. They are 
towards the bottom in passing yards per game, but they are number two in rushing, I mean, rushing yards per game. Excuse me. And then they have what did we say? The it was the fourth, fourth, the fourth tied for fourth, tied US, for fourth. Yep, USC with USC at thirty-two and a half points per game. So Arizona State's offense has been exactly what we hoped for, and you can't ask for much more. We're going to go into our final break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and look at the Pac-12 defenses and see where the Sun Devils rank up against them. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We are in full effect for the football season right now, ladies and gentlemen. And there's no better place to spend your money than BetOnline.ag. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and beyond. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use that promo code LOCKEDON. And we're back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast for the final segment of this Tuesday edition of the pod. We have already talked about the AP poll ranking. We talked about the Pac-12 offensive rankings, and now we're going to close it out with the Pac-12 defensive rankings. Connor, tell me something I don't know, and that's the fact that Arizona State is the number one defense in the Pac-12. Uh, ASU's defense is really good. Did you know that? I, I I did know that. Now tell me something I don't know. Okay, well, how about this? In terms of total yards given up, ASU, and again, yards is not necessarily indicative of a phenomenal defense. However... They are the only defense in the back 12 to give up less than 1,000 total yards, and they have that stat by about 220 yards with Utah uh, being the second least. Now when you look all the way down at Oregon giving up 1691, do you think that is indicative of their defense being bad, or would you say that's more to the level of competition they played? Definitely level of competition. And that's why even having a four-game sample size is not the most important stat to look at. It's nonetheless impressive. So we looking at... This Arizona State defense, they have surrendered less than 1,000 total yards. They're only averaging 247.5 total yards per game. They've given up less than 500 rushing yards. They've given up less than 500 passing yards. It's almost identical. It's 497 passing to 493 rushing. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. And all the more impressive for those rushing numbers because we have played some very good run-heavy football teams. So in terms of passing, we had mentioned that ASU is also the least there. Rushing is where it gets interesting. They're not bad. They've given up 493 total rushing yards, which puts them as the fourth best defense so far in the Pac-12. At the very, very top is Uh-oh. UCLA Bruins, who have given up a total of 256 rushing yards this year. Uh-oh. Almost half of what we've given up. Uh-oh. Richie, what's the strength of the Arizona State Sun Devils? Last I checked, it was the run game. We are going to get more into a preview later this week on UCLA, UCLA Bruins as a whole. But this is a situation where if you cannot run the ball effectively to start the game, it now sits in Jaden Daniels' arm, which is not necessarily it's not on the quarterback most weeks to win that game. But if Jaden has not just spiked the most amount of confidence in us in his ability to pass the ball, or at least maybe the lack of consistency in your receivers, it's all going to be emphasized this week. If you have that hole and it's not going to be fixed this year, 
it is going to look even worse this year if you're not or this week if you're not going to be able to run the ball. Yeah, and like you said, we're going to preview this later on in the week, but I will say this. This is going to be a case of what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. What happens when the unstoppable Sun Devils run game meets the immovable UCLA Bruins run defense? For what seems like the infinitieth week in a row, Chip Trainum is expected to play this week per Herm Edwards again on Monday, or it's a situation to monitor leading up to this weekend. But I mean, if he's going to come back for any game, it's got to be this one. Not that Rashad White's going to be ineffective, but you need the best player that you have in the field at all times, which is both going to be uh, Trainum and Rashad White. You need both bodies if you're going to be able to take on UCLA. Yeah, uh, Trainum's supposed to play, and I also heard that Arizona has a 10% chance to rain. What else is new? It's not going to rain, is it? Probably not. But we're definitely hoping that Trey Annum gets on the field sooner rather than later. Nagata and White have been awesome in picking up the slack for him, but having that third body to help wear down defense is going to be all the difference maker moving forward, and especially in Pasadena against the Bruins. If I wasn't already afraid of this game, looking at the overall rushing yards that UCLA is giving up per game, I'm just more concerned. It's going to be a big talking point throughout the rest of the week of is ASU going to be able to pass the ball. Herm Edwards was quoted saying that he doesn't necessarily care about the fact that the offense doesn't have a number one. We've talked in previous weeks about how we're still looking to identify who that is. And on any given week, we have generally one of four guys who that could be, which Herman thinks is a good idea because you don't necessarily have to force feed the ball to a specific guy. So now if you're UCLA planning on the passing game, they can't say, hey, we need to shut down Andre Johnson, and that's it. They've got four guys now that they have to account for between Andre Johnson, Ricky Pearsall, LB Bucket, Shelton, as well as Johnny Wilson. And on any given play, Jaden hopefully can find the open man, and they can make a play after the catch as well. Yeah, that'll be the biggest thing. But let's bring this back in and talk about the Sun Devils defense. That's what we're here for. So looking at the points per game, I am seeing that the Sun Devils are number one to the surprise of no one. They're only giving up 16 points per game. Very impressive. And it's not totally surprising to see this defense has been as advertised. We'll see where they can go. Uh, As ASU's got some tougher games upcoming, they're not going to be playing any uh, Southern Utahs or any UNLVs. They're now going to be playing the number one offense uh, in the Pac-12 against UCLA, averaging almost 40 points a game. So, so even though ASU's defense has been incredibly impressive so far this season, they're now about to face their toughest challenge yet. And we'll see. It's not so much that I think we're going to come away from this week with, wow, the ASU defense isn't legit. It's just how how good are they really, especially compared to the rest of the Pac-12? Yeah, this is going to be a really big test for them. They were able to hold down BYU very impressively. Containing that offense to 26 points is a huge win in my book. But just like I said, the unstoppable force and the immovable object for referring to ASU's run game against UCLA's run defense, respectively. Now you're talking about the unstoppable force being UCLA's total offense against the immovable object being Arizona State's total defense. But again, these are things that we're going to talk about later on in the week. So while ASU's defense still looks to carry the weight more than likely in this game, we'll see how that looks come their game against UCLA this upcoming weekend. So with that being said, that's pretty much going to wrap up everything that we have to talk about today. Thank you guys for tuning in to this Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Remember to follow me, Connor, and the podcast on Twitter. I am at RichieBrads36. Connor is at Cedrios. And the Locked on Sun Devils page is at LO underscore Sun Devils. 
Remember to subscribe to us on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We put out the best Sun Devils sports content Monday through Friday. It's the best. Don't forget, tune in tomorrow. We have a special surprise guest that we can't wait to announce tomorrow night for you guys to take a listen to. But in the meantime, this has been the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Betting on the Sun Devils doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Beds podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.